Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love And we continue with the scripture reading For this morning which is uh a calling story, which is how I'll kind of talk about it a little later as a part of the sermon. It's the calling of the disciples from the Gospel of Mark. So, Lisa, take it away. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending their nets. Immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Here ends the reading. Well, thank you. And so before we get into the sermon time, we're going to continue with another song. And I think uh, this is a favorite of many, especially from a certain generation. And so anything else you want to say about it, Taylor? From a certain generation. From a certain generation. I know well, it, All these too. songs kind of have generations to them. It does, yeah. And it's Pass It On. say I probably wouldn't even be a pastor if it wasn't for my experiences at Bible camp. It was in the summer of 1994 that I made my first trip to Camp Metagoshi Lutheran Bible Camp. Here we are. Here I am with my cabin, my first group of fellow campers, and our counselor Ben, the coolest guy I had ever met. We had an absolute blast. I'm not quite sure why I chose to wear a fully buttoned up jacket to summer camp, but I guess sometimes you just gotta dress warm, right? Well, you see, Bernie gets it. <laughs> For me, 
Bible camp was a place where I experienced the presence of God in powerful ways. And it was a place where who I am as a person was both discovered and shaped. I'm so thankful for Bible camp, and so I'm thankful for Camp Sunday. So after that first summer, I was hooked. I went back to Camp Metagoshi every summer until I could be a counselor there. Every summer I'd go back and just love that experience of spending a week in the Turtle Mountains of North Dakota. Now, you might say mountains. Yes, mountains is a relative term in North Dakota, but it's a beautiful place with a beautiful community of people there at the camp. Like I said, I went there every summer as a camper, and then later during my college years, I'd end up spending five summers at Camp Metagoshi, and I loved it. I mean, look at this. I mean, who is that long-haired dude, huh? What I love about Bible Camp is that faith is central to the experience, and yet you get to do all of these other things with that same group of people. Faith is practiced as a way of life, and here's what I mean by that. This group of people that you eat with, is the same group of people that you do Bible study with. The people that you play all camp games with is the same people that you go to worship with. The same group of people that you are silly and crazy and goofy with are the same people that you sit around a campfire and pray with. Faith is a central part of the experience, but it's a faith lived out in this loving, supportive community. And from an early age, I could see that I loved that. The friends that I made at camp as a camper and especially as a staff member continue to be some of my best friends. We had so much fun together in those summers, but it was a fun that was grounded in a sense of purpose and service. The notion that it's not about me, it's about helping others to experience this faith and community that I had loved so much as a kid. It's a greater calling and a sense of purpose and dedication to service that God actually calls all of us to, not just summer Bible camp counselors, but all of us are called to look for this deep sense of purpose in life that we can find through serving God and our neighbors. It's part of our mission statement, by the way. <laughs> when I think about the ways that I experienced and learned about that at Bible camp, it's kind of wild to think about all these young people who I've met there over the years who now are adults. It's wild to think about the wide variety of jobs that they've lived that purpose and sense of service out in. Of course, we have some pastors who work there at Bible Camp with me, but there are also teachers and stay-at-home parents and thriving agents and business owners and farmers and artists, doctors, nurses, actors, you name it. It's kind of a weird group of people who share this one place in common, but greater than a sense of place, is that sense of purpose and service that we share in common. You know, Camp Metagoshi, where I made most of those camp memories, actually has a tagline that's this, adventure anchored in Christ. Adventure anchored in Christ. And that's exactly what it was. And it's how I still look at life, as an adventure anchored in Christ. In the scripture reading that we read for today, Jesus is actually just starting his ministry. And he starts by inviting a few people to join him in the adventure. It says this, As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, and they followed him. 
right there in the middle of their everyday lives, Jesus invites these disciples into an adventure, an adventure anchored in Christ. In their case, that meant leaving behind some previous jobs and actually saying goodbye to their families for a time. When I was 18 years old and heading off to my first summer working at Bible camp, it kind of felt like that. Saying goodbye to my family for a while, going to this new place in the middle of nowhere, that's what it meant to follow that adventure anchored in Christ. But these days, my adventure anchored in Christ feels pretty different. Rather than saying goodbye to family, actually loving and serving my family at home is a pretty core part of this life of faith for me. Rather than going out into the woods in the middle of nowhere, actually finding God right here in the middle of Elk River where the city flows into the country, that's where my calling is, to serve God and neighbor here in this place. And this is your calling too, to find and experience the presence and love of God wherever it is that you are. Wherever you are at right now is where God is and where God is calling you to find this deep sense of purpose and service to others with the assurance that God is right there with you. I guess all this is to say that camp is more than just funny skits and guitars and smelling that good, good campfire smell. And even if you've never been to Bible camp and don't plan to go, God has called you still to this adventure anchored in Christ. God has called you to live this life with a sense of purpose, in service to others, to love others as God has first loved you. Thanks be to God. Amen. All right, well, uh, welcome to summer camp on a Sunday morning in cold Minnesota. Uh, thank you all for commenting all of these different Bible camps and other oh, types of camps. It is so fun to see all these different camp experiences that people have who uh, you know, have been to all these different places. And so granted, all of these experiences are probably different in a lot of ways, but yet I'd be uh, you know, willing to bet that they're all pretty similar too. Mm -hmm. like share a lot of things in common. And so uh, very fun, very fun. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and so uh, we'd love to also just invite you into sharing other memories or specific things that when you think of summer camp, what is it that you think of? I think that's kind of an interesting way to mm. into it. Maybe it's a specific memory. Uh, maybe it is just the the smell of the campfire mm -hmm. or the smell of the food, which maybe, maybe wasn't as good or maybe it was really oh. good. I don't know. It depends on the camp, I suppose. But, I always think of yeah. my bag lunches during day camp and opening up the box or the bag and the waft of bologna and white bread oh. coming up and opening the chips. And <laughs> you know, my first camp experience was in fourth grade and before I headed out to Camp Vermilion in northern Minnesota, my parents told me that I had to practice eating beans because they would serve beans at every meal. Oh, you had to practice? Beans, so they made me eat beans. You know they never serve beans once oh my the entire gosh. week? Oh, nice. There's oh. a memory. Wink, wink, Lisa. so funny of your parents. They really like, thought they were going to serve sure. just nothing but beans and weenies all week or something, and I was mad. Like pork and beans or green yeah. beans? Okay. No, pork and beans. Beans and beans. Oh. Yeah, the icky kind, the kind that a lot of kids don't like. Yeah, yeah right. I so like them now, funny. but sure. oh, yeah, there's a memory. Scarred for life. Yeah. Little did Lisa know. Yeah. Her parents just wanted her to eat more beans. I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny. So I, I had a birthday this week. And what? I actually, yeah. what? what? Yes, <laughs> I know. Um, if you missed my birthday party at Sacred Wit, you can go check where's, it out. Where's your mug? Uh, where's Roger? I, I left Roger at home. Oh, Roger. Uh, my lonely. special new mug. Uh, but uh, I share a birthday with uh, Jordan Keith from Sherwood, North Dakota as well. Uh, we grew up together, uh, you know, from kindergarten on, you know, went to school together. And uh, we went to camp together. And we actually share a birthday too. And so uh, we were celebrating birthdays together this week again, as many times. He's also my optometrist. It gives me my glasses. <laughs> but it was so fun connecting with him. And, you know, I asked him if he could share some camp pictures because I couldn't find some of my pictures of our first summer at camp. And he pulled out a lot of pictures. Uh, from our different camp years together and it's just so fun to look back at those memories and those relationships that were you know some formed at camp and then like with him you know that was just enriched during camp and is still a regular part of life i'm kind of surprised i mentioned in there but i'm almost kind of it's, it's almost surprising how many good friends i still have from those handful of years like in the grand scope of my life now that's not a lot of years but boy were they significant mm -hmm. i mean really powerful yeah, we still I still stay in touch with a few of my friends from Luthercrest when I worked there. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. It's significant. You bond, you know, yep. when you yep. go through that kind of shared experience and and some bonds last and some don't yeah. and mm -hmm. it's valuable. Mm -hmm. I think that's powerful for me. Like I, I can get together with people years later after working at camp and still feel like we revert back to camp counselors where there's no limits to the goofiness yeah. mm -hmm. and just like, Oh, this, this feels really good. Like this feels like who I am in those spaces. Um, and I think that's really powerful to think like that's a friendship and an environment that shapes the rest of your life with those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's something powerful about that. Right. You know, I think some, sometimes just simply getting out of the house as a kid, you know, I think that's one of the steps. I think when you leave your home as a kid, Oh my gosh, I'm leaving for home for a week by myself with people. That can be transformative too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. I'm just trying to think of like the impacts of what camp can do right. for someone. Besides, you know, the obvious right. yeah. friendships and whatnot. You know, I think for me one of the things that really left a, a mark was that it was it was faith but in a different practice, right? It was like church but not in a church building. Actually kind of it was church in the church of creation and right. being out in nature. Mm -hmm. And I think that creation based spirituality of finding God in nature and in community, I think that is something that is deeply shaped my theology as much as any of Martin Luther's mm. works that I had to read all through seminary and stuff. I, I think that notion of finding God in creation and in a sense of community, uh, it's what I love about church too, is that you know we find this presence of God and love and support of community you know at church too and so it's yeah i think that was a powerful part of the experience that was powerful as a kid and continued all through adulthood even still mm -hmm. yeah. i was looking back um, when we started talking about camp sunday and i was looking back i was a young lifer too so i went to several young life sure. camps and things but things that we did a long time ago we're still doing skits yeah. and things like that mm -hmm. at summer festival and at churches and stuff. All the games you and I were comparing notes that we played the same games. Yeah, but they don't—they don't die away. They're—they're—they're they're, they're vital and they kind of shape who we are. Mm -hmm. um, when I was at Camp Vermilion, we played a game called Underground Church, which is yeah. similar to Romans and Christians, but they played it outside and we—we had—we had Gestapo and we had to make the secret sign of the fish in the dirt to 
identify Christians and we had to do different hand signals and stuff. And if we got caught, we were sent to jail. But this was a game you could only play in ninth grade when you were sure. at ninth grade camp. And so I looked forward to that and I was scared to death oh. the whole time. Yeah. And now I laugh thinking about how real that felt. And it was a whole message game. It yeah. wasn't just for fun, but yeah. man, that stayed with me for a long time. Right. Only ninth graders. Uh-huh. Because like so then after ninth grade, then you went on canoe trips. But that was sure. your last year at Bible camp yeah. where you could spend the whole week just at camp. Sure. So they made it special. Sure. Yeah. So that was fun. Is this awkward turtle? This I know this is this awkward is, no, turtle. No, this was one of the fish signs that we played yeah. in Romans and Christians. This <laughs> yep, is one of the ways to, you could let... You had to do the secret, you know, tug on the ear kind of thing without getting caught. Because if you got caught, you got put in jail. Right. If a Roman saw you doing the... You got this is a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Gang, yeah. gang sign, yeah. Christian gang sign. Um, but if a Roman saw you doing that, you'd go to jail. Yeah. But if one of your fellow Christians, then they would give you a clue so you could to find where, the to promised the home base. land. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, sounds fun. It oh. was fun. Can we do that on staff retreat? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just more? That probably wouldn't work. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, church wide. Church wide, there we go. More church church wide, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea, though. I think, Nathan, one of the points you hit on in your sermon that I, I love and respect is the fact that, like, camp experiences change your future. Like, I think yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a product, like, I didn't want anything yeah. to do with church. I was like, sure. forget it, I'm out. Like, it was okay to go to. But when I hit college, I was like, see ya. Um, sure. But going to camp and working at camp really shaped who I became as yeah. a person. Yep. And it was like, no, I think this every, talking about God in everyday life and everyday moments is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And so I think there's something kind of unique in that camp experience. So if you've not been, I would tell you to go in any yeah. way, shape, or form, whether it's adult retreat or a kid retreat. Um, but I think there's something about what that experience does to our inner person. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's been different statistics over the years of how many, you know, pastors, you know, accredit a Bible camp as their reason for becoming a pastor. It's high. <laughs> it's, it's really high. Uh, but I think what I think is so profound, too, is it's it's not just, you know, pastors who went to Bible camp who are blessing the world. When I think of all these coworkers I worked at Bible camp with, they do a whole variety of jobs, you know, and and do them better and in a certain way because of that experience of Bible camp. And I think there is something that, you know, we can all be better from a shared experience, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that shared experience is. And, uh, you know, we have this shared church experience that I hope makes each of us, you know, better on individual basis because as a community we're, we're uh, you know, better than just any as individuals, right? We fill in each other's shortcomings. We help each other, you know, learn and grow and continue to uh, be a little better presence in this world. And yeah. 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 I trace that back to camp, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our Zoom feed is having some technical issues. <laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah. Sorry, Zoom folks. Uh, well, no, no need to apologize. You can't hear me because it's not working. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh We're really excited about continuing to reflect on camp and would love to have you continue to drop some of those comments in in the feed as we uh, move on to thinking a little more and doing some more camp music, okay? Uh, We're going to do, what's the next song we're going to do? Shine, Jesus, shine. Shine, Jesus, shine. 
So uh, Jeremy's going to pop up and pop out and check out the Zoom feed. But again, uh, these wait. comments, I can't wait to read them more after worship. I'm a little distracted by them uh, during because they're they so, are distracting. so fun. Yeah. Uh, they're distracting in a very good way. And so I would sure love to continue to share some stories and memories there in the comments, uh, even as we uh, move on to singing our next song, which is Shine Jesus Shine. Jesus, shine. shine. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.